This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You might assume we're both good at presenting to a live audience because of this podcast. But at the end of the day, when we record, it really feels like we're just talking to one another. Presenting information in person in a formal setting to a large audience is something that still makes us really nervous. To prepare for a live speaking event we're hosting together, we turn to our masterclass subscription to not only refine our presentation skills, but to build our confidence in a different kind of public speaking capacity. Between Robin Roberts, Hillary Clinton, and Kevin Hart's expertise, our confidence skyrocketed. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Don't just talk about improving. Masterclass helps you actually do it. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master negotiate with Chris Voss, think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or plan your dream wedding with celebrity event planner Mindy Wise, Masterclass has you covered. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every month, like our latest aha moments from Robin Roberts' effective and authentic communication class that we watched before our event presentation. She taught us how to establish a genuine connection with the audience from the start. I'll always be a little nervous before presenting, but Masterclass prepared us in a way that dialed my nerves down and gave me tools to ground myself. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. Okay, so today with us we have i wonder if we've talked about amelia before i don't know i oh, think we, we definitely have. have i'm sure we've mentioned okay. amelia before amelia welcome to shrink chicks darling and In- please introduce yourself to the wonderful listeners and audience hi everyone i'm amelia <laughs> i'm a therapist at the therapy group and uh i mostly work with individuals individual men and couples And we wanted to do today's episode because also you offer intensives, which we're going to get into, but really we wanted to talk about, because one of the themes that come up a lot that we hear people say is when we tried couples therapists before, we either didn't like it or didn't vibe with the therapist. It didn't work. And like, what the fuck do I do now? Because everyone's sort of like, you need couples therapy, you need couples therapy. But like, what if I tried and it didn't work? And the reason we wanted to have you on is because you're sort of, we know when we send you a couple, they're going to stick with you. And I think that that is interesting, right? Like, and we say like, not every therapist is for everyone, but I think there's something very unique to your approach. And then we're going to get into intensives, but like, tell us about your approach to couples therapy. And what do you say? Because I would imagine you've heard this before too. We tried couples therapy. It didn't work for us. I have heard that before. So often what I hear from couples, and I hear this actually from individuals too. Like I once had an individual male client say like at the end of our first session together, he was like, oh, whoa, you might actually help me. And I think he had been with other therapists before. 
what I hear often is we just didn't really receive any guidance. Like nobody really taught us or told us what to do. So they would kind of reflect a lot. They would say, oh, okay, I hear you saying this, or um, I think your partner's trying to communicate X. But then we were sort of left to kind of fend for ourselves in the session and then afterwards. And I guess my approach is that I tell people what to do. <laughs> I break it down. And I sometimes even coach like the minutia, right? Can you put your hand on her knee? Can you soften your face a little bit? Can you can you try saying this? I might even give them a script to try and say. So I'm very, very directional in my approach. And I think that's probably the biggest difference uh, that people experience. They're like, oh, you're telling me uh, what to do, which I think if you think about it, right, they're coming to you for a reason. They don't know how to do some of these things. They don't right. know that it's an option or they've never experienced themselves. Like, especially with if you have a, a male client who doesn't really know how to be tender, you can't just say, okay, now be tender and expect them to know what that looks like. Now, I'm not saying that they can't go off and figure out tenderness on their own. They could read, they can watch YouTube videos, they can talk to their friends, they can talk to other women, whatever it is, to figure out what tenderness looks like. But sometimes they need direction on, on that. And so I provide that direction. How do you feel? Because, and you know, we always talk about how incredible you being that directive is, mm -hmm. especially in couples therapy, right? Like they need the tools to be able to take with them. Otherwise, yeah. you know, they would be able to do it at home. Yes. <laughs> but I'm wondering when you are that directive, how do you find couples are responding to that? Like, what's that experience like for you? Sometimes it can be a little bit awkward, right? Because you're, <laughs> you're in the middle of having conflict or having some sort of intense emotional experience with your partner. And then you have this relative stranger step in and start telling you what to say or what to do. Or, you know, sometimes they'll be like, well, I've, I've said that before. We've talked about this before. And I'll have to be like, well, try it again, do it again. Or, or sort of, if we could put the awkwardness aside, if you could just practice it. And, and I think, you know, it takes a couple of seconds to kind of sink into the experience, but often couples are pretty good. They, they want this. They, they want this. They both want to be able to give it to their partner to experience themselves doing these different things or finally resolving conflict or they see their partner in this new way. And, and so they get over a little bit of the discomfort or the awkwardness of having somebody watch them or coach them. And they just are ready to sort of absorb it or soak it up for the most part. I mean, obviously, Sometimes it's not, it doesn't land quite right, or he, he or she is still not saying it right, or still not doing it right, or it's not enough, or I didn't mean this, or I wanted something else. But people, I mean, if they're paying money to come see you, like they're looking for most of the time, they're looking for legitimate help. And so they want that direction, I think. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what's so funny is in this moment is when I just connected of this is what makes you such a good director of our intern program, which I didn't oh. make this, which we didn't mention is that Amelia also is the director of our entire internship program. Yeah. And I didn't actually make that connection to right now. Like, 
We just that, felt it. We well, were just like, oh, yeah. We were like, oh, really, yeah, that's really good she, at that's, this. Yeah, she'd be great at this. But that's actually what I was craving the entire time I was doing my um, graduate internship. Yeah. Was like, I remember saying, like, can some, can I fucking watch this somewhere? Can some, like, you guys keep talking about this, like, in Yeah, I, re- like, I remember yes. in classes, we would say to each other, we're just talking about theory. We're not talking about how does this actually look? Uh-huh. Yes, I uh, 100%. That is exactly what I remember because you know what? It wasn't until I graduated and I worked in New York and I watched a couple of things. I read it, you know, finally you're able to like read the stuff that you actually give a shit about outside of, you know, gra- your graduate Not program. Not an article from 1970. Right, right. No. Why are they all from 1970? <laughs> I don't know. They looked like they were written on a fucking typewriter. Right. That's all I think I they were. Most of them probably were. Yes. <laughs> But it basically was like, it gave me permission to be myself in therapy. And that was really a pretty radical idea for me because I had an, I, I had this like concept of what a therapist is supposed to sound like, what a therapist is supposed to do. And one of them being like, you're supposed to be able to ask a particular question or, or make this sort of revelation with a client where they suddenly make the connection themselves. Uh, suddenly they're like, they, they are inspired or something like that. And that you didn't, you're sort of like coaxing it out of them almost covertly. Mm-hmm. And I had read or heard somewhere like, why not just tell the client exactly how you're experiencing that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Why not speed this shit up a little bit? Right. Exactly. Like, Why make them spend all this money, all this time when you know something, when yeah. you sense something, they're paying you for that intuition, yeah. for your clinical judgment. Mm-hmm. So give it to them. Yeah. And, and sometimes they don't want it. Sometimes they're right. like, fuck you, that's wrong. Or I don't like that. And I'm done. And, and that's a price you pay, right? That's an occupational hazard. Right. But <laughs> for, for the most part, people are like, they may know these things about themselves and you're finally saying it to them in a way that's like, I love you and I care about you mm-hmm. and I want the best for you. And here is what I'm seeing. And mm-hmm. it may be actually really getting in the way of you feeling satisfied in your life or in your relationships. And you're right. Like when I was an intern, nobody was telling me like, again, it was almost like what they had been trained to do in therapy, which was like to guide you in a very covert backseat kind of this like quiet way where I was like, no, just tell me what to do. And then I'm going to go out there and do it. And then I'm going to make the mistakes and I'm going to see like, did that work? Can I take my own, can I put my own spin on it? You know, how do I make it mine? But yeah, you need, you need, people need, I think a little more direction. Mm -hmm. Well, and honesty. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. there's also something about that covertness, which like I, I, it gives me a weird feeling in my belly of like this, like, like you know, like, like sneaky. I'm, like, yeah, it feels a yeah. little bit sneaky, right? And I think that there, we talk about this a lot on Treat Chicks of like there can feel like there's a gatekeeping in this industry, mm-hmm. like we're gonna like gate, you know what I mean? Like we're gonna hold the secrets of healing, like fuck that, like let's just tell people the fucking truth, yeah, and people can choose whatever they want to do with that. Like it's not yes. like we cannot control the outcome, but if I do not say it honestly and directly like how are people supposed to know and why right. are we not why are we playing a game here that's that is what i don't understand because we always talk about that like grad school was such great therapy for us because we yes. we learned all the tools to like use on ourselves yes right 
And that's what this podcast is, too, is that we're like giving well, just tell everyone. Right. Why don't we just tell everyone what the deal is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the most important thing about therapy, I think, is the relationship that you create with the other person or with the other people in the room. And you cannot have real intimacy of any kind if you are not being honest. It's just not possible. Mm -hmm. And that's often what you see with a lot of couples, right? Is that they've got all of these things bottled up inside about what they really feel, what they really want, how they really experience the relationship. And they struggle so much to say that. And then they, they're sort of wondering like, why is my relationship the way that it is? And it's like, well, cause you're not being fucking honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know what, in the same way that couples sometimes struggle to tell the truth with, with love, obviously, to their partner about how they're feeling or what they need, I think therapists run into that trouble, that problem too, right? Is like, can my client handle this? Are they like, what's going to happen if I share something that upsets them or yeah. hurts their feelings? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you run into that. I remember being in it, like who I am now as a therapist is not who I was when I first started, who I, when I first started, I was like, I was exactly what we're talking about. I was, I was terrified. I was always afraid to say the wrong thing. If a client was upset, I made it mine. Like, you know, this is my fault. I did or said something wrong. And just because somebody is upset or just because somebody's hurting because you shared something with them doesn't necessarily mean that what you shared is wrong or not true or shouldn't have been said in the first place. Mm -hmm. And I think it also provides an opportunity to talk about the emotion that that brings up if you yeah. are, right? That there's a reason why couples struggle to be honest in their relationship, mm -hmm. right? And then there's an emotional response that comes up. And so as a therapist, to be able to see that in real time also gives you that opportunity to say, what's going on here, right? Like what's coming yeah. up for you? Anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner, the planning, the shopping, the prep, figuring out the timing? <laughs> it's a little heavy to carry, huh? Same. That's why I am so grateful for Hungry Root. The food quality, simple recipes, true tastiness, and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer. When getting started, you take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, what you like to eat, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. Each order is fully customizable so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids' snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item from my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, lemon pepper chicken, and the four cheese tortellini. You gotta try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's gotta taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. 
Did you know that billions of plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles end up in landfills every year? I used to contribute to that waste, constantly buying single-use plastic cleaning products without giving it much thought. But then I discovered Blue Land, and it has been a game changer. Blue Land has helped me eliminate the need for single-use plastic and the products I reach for the most. They are reinventing cleaning essentials. Their approach is simple yet revolutionary. Refillable cleaning products with a sleek design that not only looks great on your counter, but also reduces plastic waste significantly. What I love most is the convenience. With Blueland, I never worry about running out of cleaning supplies or lugging bulky bottles from the store. From hand soap to toilet bowl cleaner to laundry tablets that each smell incredible, all Blueland products are made with clean ingredients you can feel good about. I was blown away when I received my first Blueland order. I immediately filled the bottles with water and their tablets, which was so easy to try everything out. And the ingredients are clean, the scents are refreshing, and the packaging is just so cute. Blueland is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine. If you're you're ready to make a positive change for the planet without sacrificing cleanliness or convenience, Blueland has you covered. Blueland has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash shrinkchicks. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash shrinkchicks for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash shrinkchicks to get 15% off. I had a therapist, my current therapist at one point a few years ago. So why are you so obsessed with being nice? Like, why? Like, what is this fucking thing for you? Like, why is this? Like, this is the hill you have to die on. You're a nice person. Like, who fucking mm-hmm. gives a shit? Like, because mm-hmm. guess what? Like, it doesn't matter in the long run, right? What I hear you say what is, did you, you want, what right? did you say to your therapist? That's not not, not nice of you to say. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, it makes me think about, we did, um, I think like last year we did an episode about lying, why we lie, right? We talked a lot about pro-social lies. Like part of lying is to like, we do this thing so we don't hurt other people. And it brings me back to that saying of what honesty without tact is cruelty. There is a way to be honest and compassionate. There is a way to be honest that you're not a fucking asshole. But the obsession with not hurting people, it doesn't actually do anything in the long run. Yeah. And it, it... not only in like your relationships out in the world, it doesn't do anything, but it doesn't help you as a therapist. You're not actually, I don't think, you're not being of service to them ultimately. Yeah. And and how contradictory is this to kind of the blank slate <laughs> model that mm-hmm. was originally taught mm-hmm. in psychoanalysis, uh, psychodynamic. And so it's you know, in, in a lot of ways, and I think all of us at our practice are very much more directive that we don't believe in being a blank slate. We very much believe in relational healing and how mm-hmm. the therapist can play a huge part in that. Right. And I mean, it's not it's not like you're you're bringing any of your shit into the room. Right. I keep it. Uh, it I'm very much focused on the person across from me or the people across from me, but I use my own, my own body, my own heart, my own gut, all of the, all the things that I'm trying to help clients connect to. I use that within myself to Mm -hmm. guide how I'm feeling and how, and, and what that might say Mm -hmm. about what's happening in their relationship, I use like, what what I'm experiencing with them may be what other people might be experiencing with them, and so I share that, and I share it with with hope and, and love, and say this is something that you can uh, 
if you want to, you can change this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Amelia, I think it also speaks to how in touch and in tune you are with yourself, mm. which I think. Yeah, you let's know, talk about your relationship now. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> And when I say that, I mean the relationship with all of your chickens. Right. Yes. Because Amelia oh, has a lot chickens. of chickens. Rhonda, Rhonda, yeah. Rhonda, Rhonda. Rhonda. <laughs> <laughs> we actually, we lost one last night. Oh, oh fuck. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, it was to a raccoon. <gasps> I'm yeah. so sorry. I know. It's uh, part of having chickens. I mean, you can do the them. best that you can to protect them, but sometimes, you know, that's Nature the, kicks your ass. That's the honest <laughs> truth. That's parenthood too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> too. Right? Maybe I don't, yeah. Maybe it's not to a raccoon, but I'm just saying it's life. <laughs> um, okay. So, but let me ask you this, because I want to talk a little bit about intensives. Because the other thing that yeah. you are now offering at the therapy group is mm-hmm. couples intensives. And yeah. I think there is a ton of reasons of why somebody may be choose to do an intensive over traditional couples therapy. Tell us a little bit about what an intensive looks like. Tell us why somebody might choose that. I want to hear all the info. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what does an intensive look like? It's a little bit what it sounds like. It's intense <laughs> couples therapy. <laughs> so I originally was doing it at, uh, you know, they come in and we do three hours nonstop. And then we take an hour break. They would have time to eat lunch and they would have an opportunity to reflect on what we just did in those first three hours. And then we would wrap up with two. But I think I'm going to transition that and actually do three hours and then take a 24 hour break and then do another three hours Mm -hmm. to reflect on everything that had happened the previous day. And that was after getting some feedback from some of the guinea pigs that got to do the intensive. (laughs) So why would somebody want to do an intensive? Hmm. Okay. I can get a lot of insight very quickly in three hours because you're sort of locked into your couple's dynamic, it's really easy to walk in to a 50-minute couple session and sort of uh, avoid the important things that you need to be talking about or to kind of hide who you really maybe are at home or what you would really like to say, right? It's 50 minutes. You can get through that pretty quick. I can fake anything. It's grin and bear it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. No problem. And then you've got a week or sometimes two weeks before the, you have to do it again. Right. And what I often find with couples is that they'll come in after 50 minutes and I'll say, all right, where do we start today? Where do you want to go today? And they kind of look at each other like, uh, I don't, I don't really know where, where should we go? And Three hours in one go, not only because you're paying the money for it, but you're you're signing up for three hours, right? It kind of forces you to to sit uh, for an extended period of time in some of the in some of the pain, in some of the discomfort. And you can't really you can't escape it. Right? You're kind of forced to do it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's what people really need. Yeah. Right. Some of the feedback I got was like thank God that we went that long. We're so good at avoiding our discomfort. Mm -hmm. Even at home, we're so good at it. And so this is forcing us. We've got somebody who's really pushing us to look at it and talk about it and uncover it. So what comes up for me is that like, it's horrifying and freeing at the same time. Yeah. Like both of those things can exist together. 
right? Like the yes, relief of yes. like, okay, like we're actually going to fucking do this. And like, it forces you into something to look at stuff in a way. And there is a freedom in that. And scary. Yes. Yeah. It's very scary. But I think the, the other thing too, right, is you're doing it in a place that is dedicated to your relationship. And you have somebody there who is, I hope that they, they feel this, that I'm dedicated to the relationship too. Because my client, when I, when I am doing individual work, it's the person across from me. But when I do couples work, it's the relationship. That's my client. And so they have somebody there who is fighting for that relationship alongside them. Mm-hmm. I think that might be where some of the freedom comes because it's like permission. You have permission to really focus on this because you signed up for it, right? You you signed up for intensive couples therapy. And I think it speaks to also the dedication that the both partners have to the relationship because, because it's such a terrifying, you know, like as, as wonderful as couples therapy is just because we know the benefits of it. Mm Mm-hmm being on the other end of it is really fucking scary. And it's really hard. It is really, really hard. (laughs) You know, and I know we've we've talked about couples therapy in episodes before. Yeah, it's not, it is not fun. So, yeah. So I get it. I get it. I've been there, been on the other side. We all have. We all have. And And it is rough. should be law. To be a couples therapist, you should have to be in couples therapy. Oh, yeah. Because to understand how vulnerable and scary it is, it is Mm -hmm. unlike anything else. And so, That, I think, speaks volumes that, you know, you are basically saying, I am going to make a choice to not avoid, to not like fake go into couples therapy where I'm only doing 15 Mm -hmm. minutes, where Mm -hmm. I am making this dedicated choice for my relationship. And even though it is going to be so uncomfortable for me, the relationship is worth it. And I think that that speaks volumes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a clear sign for everybody involved that you're there. And and sometimes you may go into an intensive to figure out like, this may be a last ditch effort, right? Mm-hmm. Are we actually going to make it? And if we may discover in this work that we're not going to make it, but it's a clear sign to yourself and to the person across from you that you really, you want to know, mm-hmm. you, you want to do the work and, and whether that leads you towards a more satisfying and connected relationship or towards, you know, your paths diverge, you both want to figure that out. Mm -hmm. You really want to figure that out. And um, signing up for intensive therapy can definitely be a sign that that's what you're looking for. Oh, yeah. Well, it's interesting because I could also see other pros for, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we've had this conversation before, Amelia. I I realize what I'm going to say next is controversial. People don't like it. I don't like virtual couples therapy as someone who's- I hate- Virtual As someone couples who has therapy. Been on both sides of it, mm-hmm. I'm just yes. not a fan. I understand that there are some situations where it's not an option, right? right? Yes. And people, and that I can understand. Right. It's very, but, it's very convenient, and and yeah. and there's yes. can obviously be a lot if you of have kids, right? Absolutely. Like yes. there's a lot of things that come into play, but. And I see the part of an intensive is like, if I have kids at home and we have busy schedules, mm-hmm. why not kickstart something beautiful? 
for a large like focus, right? Like it, doing an intensive doesn't have to mean that we are, it's a last ditch effort. Being an intensive can be, mm-hmm. hey, we're busy people with busy lives that have kids and it's hard to fit this in. And so here is our way of like really kickstarting this. And I think people sometimes think, we've talked about this in, in before, people think couples therapy in general is last ditch effort. I want us oh, to God, start no, yeah. talking about this as if this is preventative maintenance that it is a beautiful thing that doesn't need to be like this that it doesn't have to be that shit is so bad but instead I just want to kickstart it yes a hundred percent I I understand why virtual why it can be so beneficial to some people I no longer offer couples therapy virtually because I use my whole body in when I do my work and what and i am reading the people across from me too right i i your whole body is involved yes. in this relationship and it's not just your brain floating around and your your thoughts right you're you're deeply connected to what's happening below the neck and if i've got a little tiny window to look at what's happening and you can't there's a barrier to you being able to connect to me and then there's a glitch and suddenly you know, the internet goes down or you have to repeat something or, you know, or there's something happening between this couple that like, you can't see if, if somebody's reached across the chair and put their hand on somebody's knee, you can't see those things. And those are really important to understanding the people across from you. But also like, sometimes you need to stand up. Sometimes you need to lean into your chair. Sometimes you need to, uh, sort of, scoot your chair right next to a client and say, okay, like, let's, let's get a little bit deeper into this together, right? You can't, you're sort of limited when it comes to the virtual world. And so I can still, I can still do my job when I do virtual therapy, but I'm not my best self Mm -hmm. when I'm virtual. And so I want to give my best self to the clients that I work with. Well, and I think an intensive, and that's one of the things is like somebody could travel in for an intensive. Yes two days in a row and you know what I mean and like because sometimes I understand like you know I I think it's idealistic for us to say like well you should make time for this but like also (laughs) yeah there's like so I mean that's what everybody says make time for make time for this make time for that like whoever whatever your profession is you're saying it's the most important thing right right right. so exactly right so like I think it's really like idealistic for us to sit here but you want to know what sometimes you got four kids at home you got two careers you don't got time. Yeah. We're yeah. not making up more hours out of the day. We got to get it done. <laughs> right? Yes. And I think that yes. there's no shame in that. Whatever works, man. I am thrilled that the weather is finally warming up here in Philly. I went to switch out my closet the other day from my fall winter wear to my spring summer wear and noticed that I very much needed a refresh. So thank goodness for Quince that allows me to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I refresh my closet with the high-waisted linen shorts that come in multiple colors and patterns, the comfiest cotton tees, and my latest favorite, the smocked mini dress. And don't miss out on their accessories. Quince has the coolest sunglasses and 14 karat gold jewelry to complete any look. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, making me feel even better about my purchases. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash shrinkchicks for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash shrinkchicks to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash shrinkchicks. A really fun fact about me that you might not know is that if I let my hair dry natural, it is a frizzball mess, which is one of the many reasons I absolutely love pros. I truly never thought that I would be able to embrace my natural hair texture. Ever since I switched to a custom hair routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Less frizzy hair, yes, but beyond that too. My hair is shinier, healthier, and so much more manageable. Filming the podcast every week makes checking out my hair unavoidable, and I have felt so much more confident on camera thanks to pros. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. The custom shampoo and conditioner combo, plus the hydrating leave-in conditioner and hair oil keeps the frizz at bay. It also makes for the smoothest blowout. People keep asking me if I got my hair cut or went to the salon, which is of course the highest compliment. Pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're certified B Corp cruelty free and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. I use this feature when I moved to my temporary house in New Jersey, back to my house house post construction project in Pennsylvania. Environmental factors like water source is something that pros takes into consideration with their customization. So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin, and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. That's P-R-O-S-E.com slash shrinkchicks. It doesn't have to be two days either, right? You could come in and you could do an intensive, you could do three straight hours with me. I guarantee there's going to be a lot that if information or, or something, something's going to happen in those three hours that I think would be helpful or illuminating in some way, some movement is going to happen in the mm-hmm. relationship. Sit with that for a month. Sit with that. You don't have to come back right away, right? You could do those three hours and then you could say, okay, maybe we need a follow-up session. And maybe that follow-up session is like, you know, an hour and you just sort of reflecting on what you've learned. You know, a lot of times people are like couples, you know, I've worked with some couples for well over a year and sometimes the movement that can happen when we sit for three hours in a prolonged session can be as much as what's discovered in a year's worth of couples therapy. So you don't need to do a year's worth of therapy to make some kind of discovery as to what's really going on. Cause the point, right. The point of the three hours is we're trying to bypass a lot of the bullshit and get to the actually the deep rooted typically, right. Cause I think couples therapy is individual therapy happening in the presence of your partner. Mm-hmm. You're getting to deep rooted individual things, individual vulnerabilities, dilemmas, self-esteem, right? You're go- we're going to get there. We're going to focus on that. You're going to discover that at least. And then you can go potentially and work on that with your individual therapist. Yeah. And I, I think there's something to be said too about there being three hours for that, mm-hmm. you know, whereas where it 
it's a little more contained to be able like if you know you're going to dive into some shit, you know, for you to know that you have three hours and not 50 minutes or that there's going to Mm -hmm. be more space for that. It can feel much safer to be able to do that, especially when it's in front of your partner. Yeah. Like you don't have to suddenly, you know, you're at 45 minutes and you're looking at the clock and you're like, oh fuck, I just delved into some deep shame and now I feel insane and crazy. And I've had, you know, some couples have said, right, we would start to get into it in regular couples therapy and then we'd be out of time and there would be absolutely no opportunity to resolve anything. And really, really the most important thing for a couple to know how to do is to repair. It's to heal. Fine if you fight. Everybody fucking fights. You're going to fight for the rest of your life. (laughs) And, and but it's it's the repair portion that people need so much help with. They don't quite know. Most of us, most of us never had anybody, you know, lean in and repair anything with us. So then we have to do that with our partner and we have no idea how to do that, but it's the most important thing. And so, you know, you dig some stuff up, you're 45 minutes in, and suddenly the therapist is like, okay, see you next week. And you leave their office and you're sort of free floating and you don't know what to do, but you feel like crap. So three hours gives you enough time to look at the disconnect that has occurred between, look at the rupture that's occurred between the two of yours is occurring between the two of you and then have enough time to really work on repair. So I think you're totally right, Jen. Okay. I have a question, which is this came up and and kind of has nothing to do with couples therapy, but kind of just, okay. I'm wondering, is there ever, because you're also supervising these interns that are like still Mm -hmm. in graduate school and Mm -hmm. some of the stuff you're saying is very different than what you're taught. Oh, very different. (laughs) Does this ever become an issue with some of your supervisees? I'm genuinely wondering that. Like where they're like, we're being told what, so yes, not, not where they're like, I don't like, I think you're wrong or I don't like what you're saying. I often get the opposite, right? My, my number one thing with my interns is trying to help them be who they are in the, th- in the room with their client, right? That's the most, just give yourself permission to be you. It's sort of like a cliche, like be yourself, but you cannot access your curious, creative side. You have, you have no ability to access that if you do not feel safe. And if you are trying to be somebody, if you're trying to be a certain kind of therapist, sort of this like quintessential, like psychodynamic, you know, sitting in their leather armchair with their pen and their pad and sort of makes these profound statements every once in a while. If that's who you're trying to be, it doesn't feel safe in your body when you're doing this work. And so you can't access the part of you that is curious, that really wants to know who is this person across from me and why are they thinking and feeling and doing the things that they're doing? And that's what client, they, clients want to be understood at the end of the day. They want to be understood. Please, can somebody just see me and understand why I feel this way and what I need and where it's coming from? And if you have an intern who's trying to be 
this type of therapist, they can't access, they don't feel safe in their own body mm-hmm. because they're like, fuck, if I'm, if I, I'm feeling something come up where like, I want to ask a particular question, or I don't think I understand, or I think what they just said, you know, there's, I want to, I want to share my clinical judgment, but what if, what if that's not the right thing to say or do, right? They don't feel safe. Right. Yeah. And so, so it, totally fractures it, it kind of erodes the relationship that they could create with this person and so I, I said this to one intern because she was really she was really struggling with just um like just asking for more information from the client sort of it's like she went into it kind of thinking like I should just know what to say and what to do and how to fix whenever somebody tells me right like I've got crippling anxiety and I'm like how, what, how the fuck are you supposed to know what to do when somebody tells you that they've got crippling anxiety? Right. You have no idea what that means to them. Right. You have no idea how it shows up in their life. You have an idea of what the DSM tells you anxiety is, but get to know what this means to this client. And I kind of just gave her a lot. I was like, just I gave her permission to be who she, who she is. And, and I was like, fuck up, make mistakes. Let yeah. the client get mad at yeah. you. That's okay. And she kind of breathed a sigh of relief because she was sort of saying so many of my professors are telling me, you know, ask questions in this particular way. And, you know, they were, they were giving her all of these sort of rules to follow. And, and that it just was exhausting for her. And I was like, therapy can be exhausting work, right? It's a lot of work to sit with people and to, and to hold so much of this stuff, but it can also be at the end of the day, you're having a conversation with another person, another human being. That's really what it is. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to spend hours of your week doing that, like it can't be this exhausting. No, it can't kill you. Yeah. It can't kill you. You have to, you have to be able to to be, to be you in that experience. And that is what your client most wants. They want a human connection. Right. Right. You're, you're teaching these interns to be able to be present Mm -hmm. with themselves so that they can be present with the client. Exactly. If you're, if you're so focused on doing the right thing, what should I be doing right now? Mm -hmm. You're more focused on yourself, right? Like, what Mm -hmm. am I doing? What's going on for Mm -hmm. me? What's, and so it's, a beautiful thing to be able to teach because I, as we're saying, I think all of us had this experience of like, you should be this specific way. And Mm -hmm. we've all come to the realization that we do the best work when we are ourselves. I think it's so valuable, Amelia, that your interns are getting that information in grad school. Well, yeah. Wait, so I know you're already doing this with your interns, but let's call some bullshit. You okay. gotta call some bullshit. Let's do it. Amelia, okay. as you know, with all our guests, we like to do a segment called Calling Your Bullshit. So <laughs> will you call some BS for us, please? Call some BS. Okay. This one just literally came up. I was just doing therapy earlier today. And in the session, um, this is what I see so often. And I don't know, it's, it's one that like, I feel like everybody, do you ever like know some, that something's bullshit so much that you think you kind of assume everybody knows it's bullshit, but then you sort of realize, oh wait, nobody knows that this is bullshit. Yes. yes. We talk about that on the podcast constantly. (laughs) Right. So this one is, if my partner really loved me, they would know what I need and I wouldn't have to ask. 
And when I ask, it somehow takes away from when they actually give it to me. That is such fucking bullshit. (laughs) And it shows up all the time, all the time in couples work, but also in individual work. And here's my idea of where I think that comes from. When you're first born, your first relationship to your caregiver is a relationship in which you do not have words to ask for what you need. You only have crying, basically, or maybe throwing things. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have children. Emily, you can (laughs) speak to this. Crying, throwing, (laughs) shutting down. Yes. Yeah. Out of control. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. And your parent has to intuit and figure out and, and really lean into this, to you, this little baby to figure out what do you need? And sometimes if they're really good, they get it right? They, they, they hit the nail on the head. Oh, she's hungry. Oh, she's tired. Oh, she's cold. Oh, she wants to play. Right. And we take that first understanding of love and we bring it into our, our romantic relationships. And we basically ask our parent, our, our partner, Freudian slip (laughs) to become parents, right? Know what I need without me actually having to take any responsibility for myself to say what it is that I need. And then we get ups- then we get upset, right? They never, they never do this, they never give me that, they never say this, right? You are going to get what you want more likely if you just say it, if you just ask for it, than if you try to pretend it's not really what you need. And instead you throw essentially a tantrum because you're not getting it. Right. So I think that one shows up so often. And then you have the other partner who's like, oh my God, what do they need? You have this person who's trying to assess and manage and figure out, right? And that's an exhausting role to play. Yeah. When you could just say, you know, I said it last night when I got home after work, right? I I really need a hug. Yeah. I think I just want to be held for five minutes. Can you hold me for five minutes? And then he held me for five minutes. And it didn't take And away. I got no. And I got what I wanted. I felt, and, and you know why it, it, that feels like love because he heard what I needed and he responded to it. And, and then, you know, and it was great. So that's what I would call bullshit on. I don't know. Does that work for bullshit? Uh, that absolutely that works for bullshit. Literally perfect. <laughs> if you are interested in working with one of the amazing interns that Amelia supervises, you mm-hmm. can check us out therapygroup.com. Or if you're looking to book an intensive with Amelia, she is currently taking um, some opportunities heading into the fall. She has some slots for intensives still open. If you are looking to fast track some uh, couples work that you're doing here. Um, Amelia, we cannot thank you for coming off. How can people contact you, find you? Because it's not online. She is, you won't find her on social media. (laughs) No, you will not find me on social media. I hate social media. (laughs) You can reach me at my work email address. Amazing. Uh, if you are interested in working with an intern, I think that, I don't know if both, the, both are listed on the website. Yes. I don't and, we'll, and it'll be in today's episode show notes. So it'll yeah. be okay. but in the you show notes. This episode, there's show notes of exactly how to contact. And if all else show. fails, fill out a contact form. We'll, get we'll figure yes. it out for you. Yes. <laughs> yes. We'll figure out. You can, you can ask me or ask for any one of our amazing clinicians to work with. And 
As Amelia said, we like to ask for what we need on this show. So what we need is some five-star reviews. We always <laughs> like you to follow, subscribe. Good. That is good. Follow us at Shrink Chicks and the Therapy Group. Check out our amazing clinicians if you'd like to be matched with someone. We have clinicians located in California, Florida, New Jersey, New York, Delaware, Pennsylvania, and Massachusetts. We are thrilled that you listened to today's episode. Amelia, we love you. Just know that we're some of your biggest fans. We are so happy you came on today. And don't forget to anyone listening, don't forget that to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. We'll see you next week on Shrink Chicks. Bye.